0: Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley.
1: Hey, it's Matt Mosley the Matt Mosley show. What a what a weekend it's been. Softball. Baylor football spring game. Baseball finishes up nicely out there in Lubbock. Salvages a victory there in the back end of a doubleheader. Cam Kayley with a tremendous outing. So uh I'm uh I am uh I mean really we got and we got just we got a lot of stuff going on today. I was sitting in the middle of a, well, I was listening to Jerry and his whole crew do a big news conference. Our man Ed Werder from ESPN out there on the scene. And we've been holed up reacting to that. And we'll have a lot of Cowboy stuff for you. It, it You never, these pre-draft news conferences are always, Just sort of, okay, all right, let's get together, let's visit about some things. The interesting things I'll be talking about throughout the day today, but at least it does seem like Mike McCarthy has more say than ever. Now, you can either like that or hate that. I don't know. I don't know, you know, what to make of it other than he did, he was given credit today for having a huge say In C.D. Lamb being with the Cowboys, and also for Trayvon Dix, two pretty pretty big time players for the Cowboys. Whoa, whoa! As we begin today's uh, proceedings, we do have the breaking news sounder, and um, we'll go to Aaron Sexton. As he is uh, huddled there in the ESPN Central Texas newsroom, and the tone of that breaking news sounder to me sounded like a big NFL news breaking type sounder. Aaron, what do we what do we have in the world of the NFL today that has hit? Do we finally have some information on a trade we had been waiting on?
2: We do so we'll still hear about it but at least we won't be hearing about whether it's going to happen or when it's going to happen anymore because Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Jet. The Packers agreed to a deal today to send Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. They will swap first round picks this year. The Pack the Packers will uh send their number 15 overall first round pick and get the number 13 overall pick from the Jets they also send Aaron Rodgers and a fifth-rounder. The Jets will send a second this year and a conditional second-round pick in 2024 that turns into a first-round pick if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays this season. So it's more than likely, besides the pick swap this, this year and some fifth-round mm-hmm. picks, going to be the second this year and more than likely a first next year.
1: Okay, so as Aaron said, a pick swap – and and so really, the uh, uh, the Packers will get to move up a couple of slots to get the Jets pick at thirteen, and um, and then they'll so they'll just switch places, and the uh, let's see, so the pack the Packers will get that thirteenth, and the Jets will have the fifteenth overall pick. Um and then as Aaron said the the number 42 overall pick which is a second round pick all right that comes back um that's what the that's what the Jets are giving the uh, Packers for Rodgers a 2023 6th round pick and that conditional pick Aaron's talking about Sixty five percent of the plays. You definitely hope you're gonna get that as a starting quarterback and also a legendary starting quarterback at, at that. Now I what does this mean for the Jets? Well, I don't know. I, I will say this when Favre all those years ago got traded to the Jets, and then of course he ended up with the with the Vikings, I I immediately set on that Vikings trade that that had been an absolute game-changer for the Vikings. Now, I ended up being right on that. I'm trying to think if the Vikings still had Moss at that point. What they had was just a massive, they were really good at the time, and they got Favre, and they really should have gone to the Super Bowl. They got beat by the Saints in that NFC title game and Favre just like he did in the 2007 NFC Championship game he threw had a big turnover around midfield Aaron uh, against the Giants of course you remember he was still with the Packers and he threw the interception I I did he was it a fumble or an interception that he threw when he was with the Vikings anyway it 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 was it the the Vikings were great that season though with Favre so These last-minute, late-career-trade-type deals do sometimes work out. The, The Buccaneers obviously signed Tom Brady and won a Super Bowl. Could the Jets win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Yeah, they honestly could. Are they set up like the Bucs were with that great defense? Not quite. Not quite. I just don't think they have the pedigree, the coaching. I don't. I don't think they have everything set up. But boy, the, a, a great quarterback can absolutely transform a roster like that. Aaron, from a Jets wide receiver tight end standpoint, you know, I without even getting into the O line, are the Jets. And of course, they'll they'll now need to make some hay, uh, and and put some things around the. Uh, uh, and, and of course, they'll have a the fifteenth pick. It's not like they're losing really uh, an opportunity to get a game changing wide receiver. They could absolutely go get somebody. Maybe they'll get the guy from Tem- Temple, Texas, Quentin Johnston. I mean, it could absolutely happen. But Aaron, do the Jets? Have anything in place to put around um, to put around uh, Aaron Rodgers as we speak before they try to try to impact things in the uh, in the draft?
2: Oh yeah, they're they have some really nice weapons on offense. They have Garrett Wilson, who was their first round pick
1: yes. last year, who's, Ohio State.
2: Yeah, with a competent quarterback, not Zach Wilson, should be should have an incredible year. He should be a top 10 receiver this year. He's that good. Like in games with Joe Flacco and uh, Mike White, he was turning in 150-yard games with two touchdowns. So you can kind of imagine what he could do with Aaron Rodgers. They also wow. signed Alan Lazard from the Packers, who's yes. a great number 2 possession receiver, and they signed Nicole Hardman from the Chiefs, Ooh, who is a good right. number 3 receiver who can take the top off defenses and if you if they want him to, he can, you know, return punts and kicks. I don't know if they will, but he's a good third receiver and a good speed option for them. So they have some I'd weapon to, and they have depending on his recovery from an knee injury, they had Brees Hall at running back who can do everything, including catch the ball. So
1: you know, it, it's been so long, I kind of forgot about like all those people they 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 brought in. Now we'll go a little long here with this segment because I do not want Stephanie and sells we're not going to cut her short because we got draft coming up. Stephanie was uh, leading us up the other day, Aaron, to our big uh, spring game, pregame. Ward and I had a nice time out there, a brilliant barbecue cookoff put together by the Office of Baylor Alumni. That really went well. But Aaron, let's uh, let's uh, let's get to it. let's Let's get ready for uh, Stephanie' Sports Corner.
3: It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, It Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars, and Epperson Tractors.
1: You hear the music. You know what it means. Stephanie is in position. <laughs> Stephanie, I, 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 I kind of looked at my phone a minute ago. I have to admit, sometimes when breaking news hits, I get real excited. And then I, I, I had that thought like, Oh my gosh, it's four ten. Has Stephanie stormed out of there? Is she still <laughs> do we still is she still gonna do the corner? I mean I just thought, man, I she's gonna think Mosley's forgotten. I, I, you could
4: never forget about me. I know that for sure. But Stephanie's
1: ha- sports corner. I, I want could you never to never t- forget.
4: Yeah, I want to say something real quick. Aaron Rodgers, I called this two months ago in this building that he would go to the Jets. And everybody was saying, you are wrong, you are wrong, and I called it. So, there you go. I get a ribbon for that one.
1: Aaron, do we have any <laughs> – could we check the audio on that? I mean... there's,
2: there's no record of her
1: saying that, no. Yes, there is.
4: I will have to look for it. It was on game time on the morning show. I did say that, and everybody's like, no, no, no. But I Aaron, called do it. We
1: have a, do we have a morning show? We do we, not. Did. Oh, oh, okay. we did. Oh, okay. I was going – Okay, I was just Dad. gonna say she's referencing something here. Um, okay, all right, we'll go so, back through the archives and try to <laughs> okay, find, find that. it. But but that is good, Stephanie. That you Thanks. were calling that uh, and had the Jets. Of course, that now has been out there for a long time. That the Jets, they kind of thought this was going to happen, and they have finally agreed to the compensation right before Thursday's draft starts up, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is officially a member of the Jets, and while we knew this was going to happen, now again, Stephanie, not as early as you did, but we've (laughs) known now for a month and a half or whatever that this was certainly the direction this thing was headed. It is kind of exciting to finally have the compensation, the draft compensation, and to know all that. And so throughout the day today, we will kind of be coming back and, and, and revisiting some of that. Now, Stephanie, yes. I, I'm curious. Do you what do, what? do you have for us today? Well, is there anything on your mind? Yes. Uh, and and what? Um, I'm
4: what, going what, to give you guys some Are you going to go? This is the direction we're talking football. So I'm excited for the draft coming up on Thursday. And about a week ago, I talked a little bit about the entertainment. So it has been confirmed that Thursday after round one. The band Fall Out Boy will be playing in your free NFL Network conference seri- or concert series. And then on Friday, it's going to be Motley Crue. So that's kind of exciting. And then I was just checking around. What else could you do there? Well, I didn't know this, but there will be an autograph stage with current NFL players who will be doing autographs as well as legends. They haven't announced who it is yet. Um, but there will be some NFL players if you're going and you're out there. If you want to go, I checked airline tickets today. You can, you can get a round-trip ticket to Kansas City for $653. If you want first class, it's all taken, but you can, you can go coach. Or you could drive nine hours and nine minutes straight up I 35 North and get to Kansas City. Or, you know, my other thought was, hey, get some friends, run an RV, and go. You can stay in an RV what? campground up there. <laughs> are, are,
1: I, I'm curious, Aaron, do you think Stephanie has, like, some kind of travel business on the side? <laughs> like, where she's getting some kind of kickback? This is the second time on no. Stephanie's Sports Corner you have introduced us to the bands that are going to play, how, how much it would cost to go to Kansas City. For this draft, I mean, I'm very – I mean, it's just interesting. Right. I mean, and I, I want to hear from our texters. Is anybody going to this thing? I, I want to hear somebody if they say, well, now that I know Motley Crue is going to be there, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go, right? I'm gonna, we're going to get the wife and, and children and the dog, and we're going <laughs> to head to Kansas City. Now, Stephanie, as I recall, you did tell us that um, some somewhere in the neighborhood of like three or 400,000 people – could flood into the streets of of right. downtown Kansas City, which is not safe. I, I do not <laughs> think that's a safe thing, that you should let that many people in. And quite honestly, there aren't even that many people that live in that metropolitan area. Kansas City
4: well, I, is I'll, a I'll smaller tell
1: you, market.
4: Right, but I'll tell you this, that I did check hotels. You can't find a hotel room right now. So you will have to go stay in an RV park or maybe an Airbnb, but you are paying – It's you are going to be paying double, sometimes triple, if you do find something. But here's the fun part. During the whole draft experience, you can get a, what they call an NFL one pass. And you can get that on NFL.com, or I think you can get it there on site. But you can go in, and you can try the stuff. You could do a field goal kick. They have it all set up, you know, kind of like the Super Bowl, or they have all those different areas where you can, um, you know, throw a ball, run a 40-yard dash, do a Hail Mary. They've got all that for you to to play with or whatever. And then, oh, get this. You can go and get a picture. They will have on display 50, the 56 Super Bowl rings and what they look like, and you can get a picture. Now, I don't know where those rings are coming from or if they're just replicas, but that will be there. And then Saturday morning, starting at 9 a.m., They will have local pitmasters and restaurants from the Kansas City area doing a barbecue showdown. Now, I think that would be cool because Kansas City is also known for their barbecue. So there you go. There's your sports entertainment that will be going on at the NFL Draft.
1: St- Stephanie, I appreciate it. I mean, you would think, Aaron, after all this, that they were hey, had moved the draft to Central Texas. <laughs> I mean, with the atten- the amount of attention Stephanie has sort of given the- everything around us. Now, I will choose this time, Stephanie, because mm-hmm. uh, I thought you would find this interesting. The winner of the big barbecue cookoff on the uh, Officer of Baylor alumni was a was a gentleman from. And I think his barbecue is called Doodle Q. Doodle,
5: Doodle Q?
1: Doodle Q. And he's based out of Troy. And ah. he won the big overall prize at the barbecue cook-off. Seemed like a great guy. Did nice. a really nice job. Goes around. Gets in some competitions. He he got up there on the mic. Uh, second place for the second straight year. And then also the guy who won the People's Choice Awards. That's for, you know, pe- you have to kind of buy tickets or whatever to go around and sample all the meats Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you buy them or sign up i I forget exactly how that process worked but blake blackmar a former baylor great and a guy that's become a tremendous griller of meats blake's a a fan of our show and uh and he likes the internet boys too and, and does some stuff for them but blake is uh just a great guy and he finished second in the overall, like, the judges' rankings. Nice. But the People's Choice Awards, he finished first. Oh, well, nice. And then there was also a guy from down in uh, Temple that I liked a lot, nice guy that I met. And he went to Tarleton and is, like, head of their um, engineering alumni uh, group, okay? Okay. And from Tarleton, and he was a neat guy. And I visited with him and went over and I ate his last rib. Uh, he had one rib left, and I was trying to to do that. Poor Ward <laughs> was over there trying to, you know, get us focused. And
4: you were he and, was and getting focused. You air. were eating.
1: Oh, I was <laughs> of course. parading around. Then I showed up and I said, "Guys, where's the restrooms?" And he points me over <laughs> at at a uh, porta deal. And I mm-hmm. said, "I'm not going to one of those." You know, i typical. Mosley actions and boy he was just kind of monitoring me ward was going to say will mosley and i went over and checked every gate in that stadium before finally finally found a restroom visit yeah well no i i had to do yeah, yeah yeah i had to go to the deal but um anyway it was a big time it was great and everybody was uh uh doug Furch and his staff paul thorpe uh Uh, All those guys did a nice job. The judges seemed to have a good time. In fact, my friend, the dean of the uh, business school, Dean Mazumder, Mazumder, uh, he did a great job out there and uh, was judging, got to meet his family. Our old buddy Tom was out there judging, and I think he was uh, uh, looking at the chicken, uh, checking out some of the different chicken dishes. Some tremendous food. Good people. Uh, Anthony Papa Ray also had a great finish. Former Baylor uh, running back from back in the late 80s, uh, Anthony Papa Ray, And he was smoking his signature victory cigar. So <laughs> nice! Uh, I enjoyed nice. all of that. Stephanie, thank you for You're the welcome. Uh, Sports Corner. All You're right? welcome.
4: All right. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Have a good one.
1: There she goes. Stephanie in cells with... Uh, with boy continuing to get us ready for the draft, if any of us decide to to show up and go partake in some Motley Crew, and I can't remember who those that first Fallout one was. Boy. Oh, what do they what do they sing, Aaron? Is that a uh, is that, uh, is that a rap group or what's Fallout Boy? No, that's a rock group. That's rock. Yeah. Is it like Green Day? Is it like an old school like from the Motley Crew era?
2: No, or no, no. It, it's from it the pretty recent. The early 2000s to now. They're still pretty popular.
1: Can you give me a song real quick that I can listen Fallout Boy. I mean, I'm sure I would recognize them. What's a, what's a Fallout Boy song? Has anything come to mind? Yeah, yeah.
2: Their biggest hit was uh, Sugar, We're Going Down. It was a huge, huge song. I'll see yeah. if I can find Sugar.
1: Sugar. <laughs> oh, you don't have to play it. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I like think the- we have it in the... <laughs> oh really? The, Sugar, we're going down in the
2: bumpers. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Through. That's uh, that is uh, that's interesting. See, I, I, there's a song called "Pour Some Sugar on Me." That was a big one, you know, by Def Leppard. Who's that? Was that Def? Okay, that's Def Leppard. God, I used to like Rock, uh, Rock of Ages. You remember that? You remember oh, I found star- it. Oh, go ahead. Let's play a little bit of this.
6: Oh, see this?
1: What is it? Do we have words at some point? It does. This, rem- this remind all oh, that boy. Just that little bit I'm hearing reminds me a little bit of Pantera.
2: Oh no, Here no, <laughs> no! Oh, no.
1: well, you stopped it. I was gonna. I wanted to. Hear oh, that's the, just
2: the intro. The that's one oh, of our music. The, bands. Oh, yeah. just
1: the. Oh, one of the. Okay, okay. You're i knew we had agree? it there yeah yeah good good okay well fallout boy uh that's good that's good they'll be they'll be performing there uh, apparently after the first round and then motley crew after the second round and uh who was it was it was tommy lee in was that his group
2: motley crew yes
1: okay all right uh, it's, sad, it's kind of sad that the, the generation after us only knows him for something else, like a tape, not any of his mu- his uh, his work in as a, a musician. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, we're off and running today. Uh, next, though, uh, we had the opportunity to be at the spring game. And, and then I made it over to the softball game as well. Um, I'll talk about both. And then uh, later in the program, you will hear from, uh, from Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda. But I want to give my thoughts on both the spring football game and then uh, the softball uh, series. Didn't go our way. I saw some good things. And I'll kind of talk about my, uh, my experience over there at Getterman Stadium on Saturday. All that's coming up next.
7: Glenn Moore and Baylor Bears softball on 101.3 FM.
1: Baylor softball home
8: Wednesday hosting Texas State at Getterman Stadium. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor-Texas State softball Wednesday on 101.3 FM.
7: Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM.
0: Emerson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Emerson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of Time tractors today at the locally owned and operated Emerson Tractors in
6: Robinson, where service is their name.
5: Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. New inventory has arrived, and it's time for you to take advantage. Malibu, Equinox Traverse, Blazer, and the best trailblazer ever built. Also, the new 2024 HD pickup in stock for immediate delivery, and folks, still 0% financing on every half-ton Silverado in stock. So give us an opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just heartbeat hard beat away in McGregor, we treat you like family.
4: Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company.
2: There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office or perhaps dinner that night, but also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names not usually found in other Central Texas stores, including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, Seven
6: Diamonds, and Two Under Underwear. This store has one of a kind clothing for all ages
4: locally owned and operated sterling clothing company 2012 north valley mills drive waco and at sterlingclothingco.com and on facebook and instagram open tuesday through saturday 10 to 6 and sunday noon till 5. hi my name is russ and i work for Wycott realtors with local offices in waco and china spring I've lived in the Waco area for 20-plus
9: years, and as an Army combat veteran, I understand the needs and concerns veterans in active duty have when it's time to find your dream home. My specialty is veterans, but I'm here to help all, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. I've got you covered. Call Russ at 512-417-9772. Salute to all
4: veterans in Central Texas. Whoa.
1: See Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And, uh, of course, our, our uh, Jim Turner Chevrolet Campus Confidentials coming up uh, next. And uh, we're excited about that. That will be at uh, 440. And uh, lots to go over and lots to react to. Um, I, I saw this, Aaron, uh This was uh, yesterday sometime. Trey Lawrence uh, committed to Baylor football. And that is people that know that name, Lawrence, L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E, absolute royalty. And I love that Donnie Lawrence is on the proud grandfather, apparently right here on on Twitter, was tweeting out about the... uh, about the commitment and Trey's dad so Donnie Jr and I went to Baylor together and he played at Baylor and now Trey is apparently committed to the Bears a big dude man he looks like a, am trying to see what he what position he might play my goodness he looked like he's uh, he's going to get after it and come in there Let's see number number 33 So we'll see what that makes him. But a very cool, it said uh, on the commitment deal, Aaron, it's got a picture of of Donnie Jr., Donnie Sr., and then Trey, who's obviously the third, or he wouldn't have the name Trey, uh, uh, T-R-E-Y. And uh, there he is. And so that's very, very cool. Some Baylor history in the making. Aaron, that was, uh, it's always interesting at the uh, spring game, to look down there and see just the wide array of recruits. And as the game finished up, the the recruits that I guess were down here on the sideline or wherever, they go walking toward the recruiting area or the room or whatever, and, Aaron, it was a parade. It looked like to be almost like a 100 strong, tons of recruits. And, of course, their families got to be around, And so a big spring game, a big day for recruiting, a big day. And then, Aaron, the young man we were introduced the other day, Utah Valley, or from uh, Utah State, remember Vaughn's, the pass rusher they brought in? Like I saw some pictures, I guess he was in and celebrating uh, joining the Bears and was in a uniform and all that. He wasn't out there playing, of course, because he just arrived on campus. But that was really neat to see him all spruced up, ready to go. I want to say, I'm trying to think what uniform they had him in. I think I saw him maybe in number 16 in some of the posts out there. So, Aaron, our man Vons was in town and ready to go. Uh, Aaron, you were, I'm sure you were kind of watching this thing. You were listening to it. We did the pregame show. I was looking for our man Ketron Jackson. He was featured. They tried to go deep to him and were dialing it up to him. They missed him on a couple, but obviously he's going to be a great deep threat. They feel really good about some of their wide receivers. You know, Josh Cameron is just going to get better and better. The, uh, the former walk-on, number 34 for the Bears, does some nice things. Hal Presley, who I thought was coming on last year. Neighbors is going to be really good. Monterey Baldwin, they tried to dial him up deep. And then, Aaron, on one play in particular, the Bears found Drake Dabney streaking uh, down the middle of the field. I also saw them go to the new guy. Aaron, what's our man's name? Jake? You remember who we were talking about? The uh, Jake Roberts, I believe it is, the uh, young man that came in from University of North Texas. Man, he's going to remind you not only his number is like uh, the former Cowboy Dalton you remember, do you remember him, Aaron? He just, uh, I think he's just now finally left the Cowboys, but he, he's kind of got that feel about him. He moves around really well. He's constantly open. I do not know about his speed. I just know he was getting open and he was making catches and he was, and I can't remember, I think Shapen was the one throwing to him, but he was really a good target for the quarterbacks. um, The quarterback – oh, let me talk about this real quick, Aaron. The running backs, I think you're going to love this running back room. Dominique, the man who came in from Oklahoma State, Dom, Aaron, he's good. I mean, he – he. I mean, not that I should be shocked, he was good with Oklahoma State. I think he ran all over the Bears last year as far as I can recall. Um, He just – he really – hits the hole any he, any he, and he's fat he's got great quickness when I think of OSU back sometimes I mean I obviously think of speed I think of some guys that'll don't mind running over you I, I what got me was his quickness some of the jump cut kind of things he was doing I also was very impressed with Franklin's Bryson Washington number 30 came in, Aaron, it's a true freshman. I mean, it's just like he's just arrived on campus and you never would have known it. I mean, just lined up and when when they hit him, I mean he, he they went the other way. He's got he's kind of a I mean he's more he's I know I knew he was a speedy guy, but he's a little a little bit more buff or a little bit thicker than I was prepared for. And he was finishing runs, and he had some big plays and was able to finish some of those things off. Um, Richard Reese saw him out there making some plays. I I think they're going to be good. What's interesting is, Aaron, it's the opposite problem from last year. They're good at receiver. They look really good at running back. They're going to be young and somewhat inexperienced on the O-line. Now, in hearing a little bit the other night from uh from the uh the Baylor's office coordinator. I mean, I Jeff Grimes and we are we were so appreciative. We got to uh my fraternity, Phi Gamma Delta Fiji, the old Fiji's got together for our alumni pig dinner and Jeff Grimes is just such an awesome guy. Uh he spoke to us and and did an incredible job. But Aaron, and of course why, you know, I'm not going to um, he had told everybody, "Oh, let's not, let's not tweet about any of this stuff." So I'm going to be real respectful. But he wasn't like he was giving up any any huge secrets or anything. But the one thing I don't think he would mind me sharing is that this one of the Barrington brothers, Aaron, who's the older Barrington, is that Clark Barrington? One of the the one of the Barrington brothers, I mean, has already emerged as a huge leader on the team. That's a great sign. That's an incredible sign. I think there's Clark and Campbell Barrington, the two brothers that came in from BYU, and and Coach Mateos obviously had a relationship with him out there. They're both going to make an impact. The older Barrington brother, big time, really is. I was watching the other day, Byers was doing some good things. He's been around here for the Bears for a little while. Um, On the defensive end, Cooper Lands has kind of moved inside. He's playing that, that that tackle spot and then Aaron number 40 um who we've been hearing a lot about, Mike Smith. Mike Smith, the the linebacker from Liberty, good, he's just advertised. I mean, he was he was getting in there and making some hits and and covering some ground. I I was kind of excited about that. That was good to see him. Now, Aaron, this was a weird scoring system. It was offense versus defense. I, I cannot tell you who won this game, the green or the gold, because the scoring system was so hard to keep up with. I think one group had 38 or 40, and one group had about 23 or 27. All right, I don't think it's that important. Like, I don't think anybody's listening to me today. Going, Mosley didn't know if the gold or the green won. I don't think anybody cares. They wanted to see who played well, who played well, and I can I could at least pick those players out. Um, there were some defensive players, and I'm looking at the roster right now. There was a guy, and I oh oh here it is here it is, Romero Noel. Cy from Cy Ranch High School, Cypress, Texas, loved him, loved him making plays on the ball, making plays in run support, liked him, really liked him. Uh, And again, some of these guys, I don't know how much they're going to play. I'm just telling you what I saw. And who stood out to me? I already told you Josh Cameron, wide receiver. He's going to keep making plays, okay? I think they trust him a lot. He's good. They're deep at wide receiver. Now, again, who's going to be the the, the front-line NFL type? Maybe Keitron. Could be Keitron. Now, Monterey is going to be a great deep threat. Hal Presley, I liked last year. He got better and better as the year went on. I think he's going to be steady Eddie this year. I think Hal Presley might be, he and Keatron could be the frontliners, but they got some speedsters in Monterey, neighbors from Heath, uh, from Rockwell-Heath area, really, really good players. Now, Aaron, I'm going to give you a name that not everybody was talking about because some of the people I saw in the press box the other day, Aaron, were just up there visiting. I mean, some of the people down to my left, it was like they were at a, uh, fraternity event. <laughs> it just kind of up there. Hey, God, how are y'all doing? Like talk. I'm like, hey, what are we gonna do here? Can we just watch some football anyway? But uh, people can behave any way they want.
2: Networking session.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah. During hey the, guys, during
2: the green and gold game.
1: Yeah, y'all got. What do y'all got? Any positions open? Okay, all right, fine. Um, the uh, Aaron um, number thirty two, uh, Carmelo Jones, linebacker. Six two two twenty two red shirt freshman out of West Orange Stark. I know about. I, no, wait a second, Tory. Aaron, it's just by way of Mobile, Alabama? What's that, what's that about? What's that about? It kind of has the. I guess it has their birthplace, and then they went to high school. But if he was from Alabama, what was he doing over at West Orange Stark? Isn't that out there, Aaron, Port Arthur area, out in the Golden Triangle? West Orange Stark. Anyway. Uh, I'll get that straight in my mind, but Carmelo Jones, whoa! I mean, just early in the game, or maybe a second quarter. You know, we wrapped up our pregame, and and so I had uh, to—I was Ward. I was helping Ward break down the equipment. Aaron, do you think Ward would confirm that story? Uh, Let me just say, Ward has some of the most sophisticated radio equipment in my (laughs) 20 years or so of being in radio. I've never seen equipment like this. I said, Ward, where'd you get all this? He said, Oh, I've just had it, and I just keep adding to it. I've ne- I bet he had forty-seven different individual wires. I mean, it, it was remarkable to watch Ward at work. And I, and I, because I was going to try to help him, you know, break down the set. And of course, Aaron, basically, he at some point he's just like, just leave me alone, Mosley. Just you know, I don't need, I don't need your help. And I and I understand that and I and I took orders on that but man very impressive the man knows how to put a radio I mean it's very very impressive uh wards not only a great play-by-play guy but the man is great with his equipment okay uh radio equipment Aaron uh Carmelo Jones just keep that name in the back of your mind that that made an impression on me now Aaron from what you heard from John and them or what you were able to see on ESPN plus, did anybody grab your attention? On offense or defense? Was there anybody that or or even the quarterbacks? Now at some in the five o'clock, I'll talk more about what I saw from Blake and Sawyer Robertson. But Aaron, if you want to bring one of those guys up, feel free. Anybody grab your attention?
2: Bryson Washington. Okay. I you knew that Richard Reese is good. We already know Richard Reese is good. Um the transfer from Oklahoma State, whose name is escaping me right now, we knew he was going to be good. We saw that against Baylor last year, as you mentioned. Uh, but Bry- Bryson Washington, just being a true freshman coming from Franklin, he just looked amazing for someone who's only been in college a few months.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Um and then that wide receiver, I'm interested in him too. He made a few plays, um, Cameron Bonner out of Houston. When I think I hear a Bonner, I think a Melvin Bonner, former wide receiver, great for the Bears. Kind of like, I kind of like what he was up to out there, the red shirt red shirt freshman out of St. Thomas High School out of Houston. And then uh, I do like Aaron. This guy Reggie Bush they have. That came out of uh, Frisco, Independence. Redshirt freshman Reggie Bush, the guy you were thinking about, Aaron Dominic Richardson, yes. uh, is the back from Oklahoma State. Uh, grew up in Oklahoma City. Played at Bishop McGinnis High School, and I gotta tell you, I mean, quicker than the, I mean, he's big, but he also runs fast. I mean, he he just. I, I loved it. I, again, you don't you can't always tell at these things. I don't want to overreact, but I will tell you that Dominic Richardson came as advertised. And I think secretly I think we probably and Aaron, you, you'll attest. I you remember when I was saying I I was fearful of Baylor at wide receiver and running back last year. You remember going into the season? And they ended up having some issues in both of those areas. But but more than that, I was fearful that they weren't going to be as good as everybody was predicting. So uh, that ended up being accurate. What I hope this year is, Aaron, I guarantee you they're going to be ranked about fourth or fifth in the conference instead of first. And I think I think there's a chance they could be better this year than next year, last year. And and I know you're thinking, well, I hope so. Only won six games, but but hey, stay with us here. Stay with us because there's a theory Jeff Grimes was talking about that grabbed my attention. And I and I, I feel like it's a theory that I've been kicking around in my mind, but I kind of like how he put it. And in the five o'clock hour today, I'll share more of that. We'll also hear from Dave Aranda. All right, here are some of his comments on the spring game and we'll react to some of that Aaron let's do some campus confidential and let's do that next
8: Baylor bear baseball Tuesday here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home at Baylor Ballpark hosting the Tarleton Texans Tuesday evening. 6:15 for the warm-up show, 6:30 first pitch for Baylor Tarleton Tuesday.
1: Join
6: Derek Smith and Ryan Boyd for all the play-by-play action of Baylor baseball. Here on The Home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
3: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
7: Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, you're invited to try out the Central Texas-style flavors at Helberg Barbecue. Helberg Barbecue is a family-owned roadside barbecue joint with a heavy focus on quality, consistency, and customer service. Everything is scratch-made in-house and cut to order. You might wait in line a little longer, and you might pay a little extra, but once you've had it, you'll understand. Barbecue, North Highway 6 Waco at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project?
9: When it's more than just your lawn, it deserves the Kubota Z400. Get a head-turning offer on class-leading speed, agility, simple deck height adjustments, and a quality cut. When you need comfort and performance, then you need the professional-grade Kubota Z400. Right now, get the Kubota Z400 mower for zero down, 0% APR for 48 months, or save $300. Now through June 30th, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer.
3: WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com.
7: Jim Campus Turner, Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we
3: treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host,
1: Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley, and it's time for Campus Confidential and a reminder that uh, we'll get back into the Baylor spring game and, uh, and also my trip out to uh, uh, Getterman to uh, to see that uh, powerhouse that is the Sooners but the uh, Bears put up a big time fight and I, I don't think it was all bad news obviously they they didn't get the win or, or, or a couple of wins that they were looking for but um, just kept battling the whole time and uh, would not put it past them, whether it be in the big twelve tournament or wherever to uh to get after the sooners again and uh so it it's uh it was a great atmosphere love being out there, and uh, we can get more into that love the coach more the fight he shows got some really rough calls i mean you 're supposed to actually get decent calls when you 're at home but i 'll be honest the uh I do think uh, umpires in general are probably uh, uh, intimidated by the Sooners, no matter what field they're playing on. They bring a crowd. Uh, Saturday was no different. They had a nice crowd over there down first baseline. I was hanging out with the Bear fans down third baseline. And, uh, boy, Kenny, the uh, director of medicine for Baylor, got got to spend some time with him down the uh, left field line. And, um, uh, man, that just – That is a juggernaut of a program, but the Bears will be just fine. All right, Aaron, uh, and by the way, another Aaron in the news today, huge Aaron Rodgers news that we need to get into. The trade has gone through. We'll give you all the compensation as we get into the 5 o'clock hour. Aaron, what do you have for us in campus confidential today? Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet.
2: Colorado held their spring game Saturday with new head coach Deion Sanders. Today, 15 players hit the transfer portal. Although Colorado (laughs) lost several players to the portal before stream practice, today saw a significant group depart according to the ESPN article, including wide receivers Jordan Tyson and Montana Lamonius Craig, who led the team in receptions and receiving yards, respectively, in 2022. Lamonius Craig was the star of Saturday's spring game. He had 168 receiving yards and two touchdowns. He had 34 career receptions for a little under 500 yards in three seasons with Colorado running back Deion Smith, starting safety last year Tyron Taylor, cornerback Jason Oliver, and linebacker Aubrey Smith all also entered the portal today. 13 Colorado players entered the portal last week. Since April 15th, the Buffalos have lost 28 players. Since, since Deion Sanders took over as head coach, the Buffalos have lost 42 players to the transfer portal.
1: Yeah. The man is... Love him, hate him, wherever you are, uh, he's he's an agent of chaos. And... He's one of the greatest players in NFL history, but he and and he may do amazing things at Colorado. And they but they will always be interesting and not always for the right reasons. Whether it be NIL, whether it be the portal, whatever, it's gonna be a wild scene. I mean you have to have people in place around Dion. Because Dion just is, I mean, goes at things in such a wild uh, manner. Now, again, he's very exciting and he may end up winning games there. But so much of it is about style that you, you wonder okay, where's the substance going to be? Now, from a style standpoint, they, they, they've gotten more attention. And more excitement than at any time in the last since McCartney was there. Since Bill McCartney was there. But it's always going to be chaotic. He ran a school in the Dallas-Fort Worth area called Prime Prep. It turned into all absolute chaos. If he doesn't have strong people around him. And by the way, I kind of know the guy who's the AD out there. And I would not say he's the strongest in the business. He's the kind of guy that Dion. Can probably push around a little bit, and believe me, they're all reporting to Dion. And we've seen, we've seen that at times. I won't get too specific, but uh, we've seen athletic programs where people become extremely powerful. Good things can happen, bad things can happen when that happen, and, and we'll see which way it goes on Dion. But Aaron, that's a wild story that the limonious – whatever that guy's name is, that put up the huge numbers in the spring game, it's almost like they let him go out there um, in, in like a preseason game. Like, oh, hey, we're, we know you're going to leave, but we'll let you go out there and perform for other schools. You know, I mean, I don't know what the kid's story is, but if I'm Baylor and I saw that, I'd be like, well, I mean, maybe we have some room for Lamonius. Lamonius, Let's get him in here. I like him. Just his name alone is kind of fun. But, man, the guy can flat-out play, it looks like. Aaron, do you think they – I mean, do you, I, I just can't – why would you even play? If you thought the guy – any of these people might leave, why are you throwing them 10, 15 balls in a spring game? Or did the guy shock them? Did Dion think, man, this, this is our best wide receiver? And today Deion's shocked that they're leaving. For the most part, people have been wanting to get into Colorado um, early on. And I thought Dion was kicking out most of the transfer portal people. That's Dion telling them to leave. How do you tell a guy to leave that just caught like 10 passes for 168 yards in a spring game? How do you say, get the heck out of here? Hey, good job in the spring game. Get on down the road. So I would like to know more about that story and that young man but but the whole thing fascinates me Aaron are you still on board with bringing CU into the Big 12 are you are you kind of a bring them on in or are you right now kind of like let's let's see how this thing goes before we bring the buffs into the conference
2: Nah, sign me up Colorado at Colorado at Arizona all of the day
1: Aaron, that was a big time edgy T shirt. When we beat Colorado, my freshman year, nineteen ninety one. I enrolled in the in Baylor. Fall of ninety one. Huge win over the defending national champion, Colorado Buffaloes. And the T it had the score on the T shirt and it said, Aaron, we kicked buff. B U F F. And boy, for for Baylor, that was kind of like, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, what are we doing here? But I just found a bunch of Baylor posters I had when I was a kid from, like, 1986, okay? So I was about, I don't know, 12, 12 years old or something, 1986, big Baylor fan. My dad played at Baylor. And you know, Aaron, who that was back then? is Daryl running that whole marketing department. He taught a marketing class at Baylor. Uh, in the business school, and Daryl Lanus was a marketing genius. And I'd forgotten some of these posters. They had, like, every position grouping. I always remembered Cody Carlson and the uh, Commander Cody and and the bomb squadron. I always remember that group, and I found that one. But, Aaron, it also had a bunch of other, like, the linebackers, the defensive linemen. And so this would have been, again, that 1985-86 Bears. Matt Clark. Boy, it might have been Derek Turner. Ray Berry might have been a part of some of that stuff back then. Woo! Those were some... I mean, Grant was bringing in some big-time players. Aaron Grant may have been playing for the Bears. That was post-Singletary, post-Mellon Tree, Benson, Tommy Tabor in that era. But, man, he had some dudes... In that 85, 86, 87, they had some talent. Mike Welch comes in, Thomas Everett in 87, Uh, Ron Francis was on one of these posters, Uh, Robert Blackman, Uh, I mean, I could go on and on, uh, Big Cat and Santana arrive in the late 80s, so this is a little bit before them. Uh, Lachey Maston, late '80s as well. All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us in Campus Confidential?
2: USC head coach Lincoln Riley continues to add top players to his program through the transfer portal today, picking up a commitment from Georgia defensive line transfer Bear Alexander. Alexander was the number 56 prospect in the country last season and the number five defensive tackle overall. He played for Georgia last season, but played mostly on third down, 163 defensive snaps. He had nine tackles, three tackles for loss, and two sacks. He entered the transfer portal last week. He had Colorado, offers from Colorado, Texas, Oregon, Miami, and Penn State, but chose USC.
1: Okay, what now what are the, uh, what are the measurables on this show? I'm trying to remember if I – was this guy just a – Because they had a couple of guys, and there's one guy that's going to go real high in the draft. But Bear Alexander, I was kind of looking up a picture because I feel like I remember, oh yeah, six, he's listed 6'3", 305 pounds. I mean, Georgia does not usually let people like that get away. Um... Did it ever say Aaron why he jumped in the portal?
2: It did. Um he talked he he talked about it and he said that he wasn't going to get as much playing time this year as he as he wanted. He was going to be playing mostly on third downs and he considers himself a three down defensive tackle and wanted to go somewhere where he could play yeah. all three downs instead of just being a pass rushing specialist which it looks like he was going to be, at least this year, in Georgia.
1: Well, he's from the same county I grew up in, in Texas, Aaron. He's from Terrell, Texas, which is in Kaufman County. Kaufman's where I grew up. Aaron, he started out at Terrell High School before he attempted to transfer to Dallas Skyline, where he was declared ineligible after his transfer was ruled to be for athletic purposes. He then transferred to Denton Ryan, and helped them win a state championship. He later had a brief stop at Fort Worth Brewer. Where he was again ruled ineligible for, for transferring for athletic reasons. And he finished up at IMG Academy out in Florida. It's a well-traveled youngster, Aaron. He likes to, he likes to move around the, uh, the state of Texas, the country. Gets to Georgia. And now, as you say, wants to, wants to kind of try something different, Aaron. Do we think it's? Do we think it's? Uh, do you think he'll he'll finish up at USC? Odds are against it. After that pass, that's so funny, Aaron. I just I was like I was trying to look up while you were talking, like what all his high school career was like, and he just happens to be from eight miles away from my, where I grew up. Bear Alexander, Aaron. He would have been a great fit at Baylor with that name, wouldn't that have been neat?
2: Perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah, did you see that news, Aaron? We were uh, our our other bear is being is uh, graduating. They're 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 saying and is going is leaving the bear the. Uh, I, I may have that. Brought, brought that up the other day, uh, lady. Uh, great run there in the bear habitat, and um, uh, has gone in the portal and will be at a private. Uh, Oh, kind of a private area in Waco. Aaron, you think they'll tell us? I I still want to go see the bear. I just wonder if they'll maybe tell us, like, off the record, here's where the bear is, here's where the lady's going. And then the bears are in the market for two new cubs. Aaron, do you know, like, what do you do when you need two new bear cubs? Do Do you, I mean, do you go in the black market? No, I don't think so. I think you go to, I think it's called Bear USA. And, and there's some kind of great, like, bear wilderness-type area, and you go, you go find you a couple of cubs. That's not an easy thing to do is to be a university and go, hey, by the way, we need two cubs. Anybody got a lead on two bear cubs? That is not – I mean, they keep pretty – you do not want to get these things, obviously, from one of these exotic animal types. I mean, you don't want to be like, what's our guy Aaron – what was the what was the deal they did the uh, series on Joe? Oh,
2: Joe Exotic, yeah.
1: You don't want to go to like Joe Exotic, <laughs> Aaron. Didn't Joe fall? I mean, you remember that story? Didn't he kind of have a, a uh, you know, some kind of relationship that they talked about? Very interesting deal. All right, uh, Aaron, do you have any others, or do you think we need to get rolling here?
2: We can do one more real quick.
1: Okay, it's the
2: S- SEC teams for years have pretty much laughed off fines. For their fans storming off the field, storming the field after big wins. The penalties currently stand at 50,000 for the first incident, 100,000 for the second, and 250,000 for the third, but according to an article by Pat 40 from Sports Illustrated, that could be changing. The SEC is considering making, t- making teams whose fans rush the field forfeit games the next season, or forfeit home games the next season. Excuse me. I don't want to misspeak. He, he, he laid it out in his article like this, quote, and in response the SEC, if, like, hypothetically Auburn upsets Georgia, it would be their first victory over Georgia since 2017, and they storm the field if this measure is passed. The SEC could possibly move Auburn's next home game in 2025 against Georgia, to Athens as a penalty. So they're saying there's some traction for it. I don't believe it for a second, but they're saying that they could do that as a penalty for storming the field. You just lose the next home game against that opponent.
1: Man, did the, did the Aggies ever rush the field? Because, you know, they, they have those guys, the Ross Volunteers or the fo- the Aggies that kind of guard the field. And, of course, after one some game... Years ago at SMU, somebody somebody had one of those swords pulled on them. It might have been an SMU A&M game. I'm wondering if the Aggies have ever rushed the field at Kyle Field. Somebody will know the answer to that. I don't think you're allowed to. I think some of those folks guard the field. So I don't think that would happen in Aggieland. Um, but, golly. I, I found mean,
2: twice. Videos uh, last year apparently against LSU after the big upset, and then in 2021 when they upset Alabama, they apparently stormed the field.
1: Really, the A and M, the A and M faithful, rushed the field. I don't remember that. I, I don't either. Actually, I didn't but, think. Yeah, that's. I thought you were supposed to stay off the field if you were an Aggies fan. That was kind of a sacred type deal. They guard it and stuff. Those guys with the swords. Man, do you think they're trained like in? You know, sword. Would they know what to do with a sword. Like, would, if they got in an actual sword fight, would they be like? Would they know how to handle themselves? I don't know. I, they still have swords. I may be thinking of an outdated, but they used to. There's some. Um, there's some story in the back of my mind of like an SMU cheerleader or something, and 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 the Aggie pull unsheathing the sword and brandishing the sword. An old SWC game from like the 19, ooh, would have been maybe in the 80s. It would have obviously been pre death penalty. If somebody knows that story, text it into us. That sounds like Richard in Woodway or somebody like that will know that story. 254 662 1660. 254 662 1660. All right, Aaron, uh, let's get into the Baylor Spring game. And let's hear from Coach Aranda as we um, react to what happened the other day. And I'll continue to kind of give you my thoughts, especially at the quarterback position. I feel like we need to break down what the quarterbacks were doing in this game. I'll do that next. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram
3: Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
9: Mudfest 2023 is coming to the Riesel Land Club Fairgrounds. Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th. Some of the fastest mud tractors on the planet. Mega truck racing and UTV side-by-side racing. All sure to impress. Plus a tough truck contest. It's the McLennan County Mudfest. May 5th and 6th. Presented by Alan Samuels. Jeep Round. Gates open at six. Show starts at seven at the Riesel Land Club Fairgrounds. Tickets are $20 for adults. $10 for kids. 5 to 12. 4 and under are free. BYOP with a $10 cooler. Cans only. Seam is limited, so bring a lawn chair. And special thanks to RDO Equipment. You are invited to participate in the second annual Hill County 4-H Shooting Sports Golf Tournament, May 20th, at the Old Course at White Bluff Resort, Lake Whitney.
7: Shotgun start is at 9 a.m. Mulligans and gimmicks are available at this tournament, including best long drive, $10,000 hole-in-one, buy an eagle, roll the dice for your score, and hatchet throw for your score.
9: Participants will receive lunch, and a raffle drawing will be held when the last team finishes play.
7: Registration payment is due Saturday, May 13th. For more information, call John at 254-479-1454. That's 254-479-1454.
9: Come join the fun. The second annual Hill County 4-H Shooting Sports Golf Tournament, Saturday, May 20th at the Old Course at White Bluff Resort, Lake Whitney.
5: Hey, folks, Derek Scotty with Jim Turner Chevrolet. New inventory has arrived, and it's time for you to take advantage. Malibu, Equinox Traverse, Blazer, and the best trailblazer ever built. Also, the new 2024 HD pickup, in stock for immediate delivery, and folks, still 0% financing on every half-ton Silverado in stock. So give us an opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, we treat you like family.
3: Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
9: Hey, Rachel, let's go to Scarborough Renaissance Festival again.
7: Really? So much fun there
9: last time. Oh, remember
8: those cute nights we met at the wine tasting event? OMG,
7: so much
4: fun. The artisan marketplace filled with exquisite crafts,
8: 20 stages of
9: nonstop entertainment and wine tasting with nights. Let's Let's go. go. (laughs) Scarborough Renaissance Festival, weekends now through May 29th. Get discount tickets today at srfestival.com.
0: Emerson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Emerson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of Time tractors today at the locally owned and operated Emerson
6: Tractors in Robinson, where service is their name.
3: This
0: is is ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And
1: now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. And uh, we've had a, extremely busy day and we had some breaking news right before the show the uh, the big news today is that um according to uh, sources there ESPN and uh look like oh it was um Rich simini and and uh Rob uh, Domofsky who covers uh, the uh, Packers and of course Adam Schefter was all over it that the Packers uh, traded Aaron Rodgers to the Jets for multiple multiple picks. So we've known this was going to happen. We just didn't know what the compensation was going to be. According to ESPN, uh, and again, this went down at about 3:30 local time today. the uh, The Packers are uh, sending Aaron Rodgers and their first uh, round pick for this this draft coming up Thursday. Um, which is the number 15 pick, and, um, and, and Aaron Rodgers, they'll get the 13th pick. So just a, a pick swap in his first round. They'll swap the 13 for the 15, and, um, and the Packers will, of course, get the 13th pick overall. And then the a 2023 fifth-round pick to the Jets. Uh, for the New York and and um, also a second round pick, by the way, the uh, number forty two overall pick goes back to the Packers. a a two thousand twenty three six round pick, and then this is another kicker: a conditional um second round pick in two thousand twenty four that could become a first round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays sixty five percent of his snaps. Now. Is this fair compensation? I'm not sure. I I think it's good to get this thing knocked out before the draft so both teams know what they're working for. I think for an MVP uh, quarterback that the Jets are getting, I I think you – I understand why they're doing the deal. I think a lot of times in the past we'd go, what? 39-year-old quarterback or whatever he is, 38-year-old quarterback. What are you doing? I I think for – He's been an MVP just within the past couple of seasons. He's still an incredible quarterback. As Aaron talked about, he's going to be surrounded with some really nice talent, whether it be McCole Hardman coming in there. Uh, In the offseason, via free agency, Garrett Wilson, who came to them via the draft, the player out of uh, Ohio State, Brees Hall, who came, the running back out of Iowa State. Of course, Aaron, they were trying to get Randall Cobb, others. They were doing everything they could to surround Rodgers. And part of Rodgers' dismay late in his time with the Packers is he didn't feel like they were putting enough around him. He had Devontae Adams. He ends up going to... The Raiders. And so they, they had a they had a great run with the Packers. You know, they obviously didn't win they didn't win as many Super Bowls as somebody of that ilk and that performance level should have had. But again, to be to go to that many NFC title games, he did win one Super Bowl. I think you'll always look back, and the Packers will wish, much like those Atlanta Braves teams, that they had have done more. Um but I still think he's had a you know he's obviously going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers is so the deal has finally been done also kind of interesting the legend of the of the Jets Joe Namath gave Rodgers his blessing to wear number 12 but the new Jets quarterback is expected to wear number 8 the number he wore in college At Cal, a source told uh, Schefter. And the 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 GM for the Packers was hesitant to say anything. Aaron, they had a previously scheduled uh, annual pre-draft news conference. Well, of course, the whole thing got hijacked with all this news. And he basically couldn't really say anything because it was all going down as he was being asked about it. But Guten, uh, Kunst, Gu- Guten Kunst, the GM, said it wouldn't have been the end of the world, but at the same time, I think it would have certainly changed things quite a bit. Uh, he's, he's talking about if they hadn't got it done before the draft. Uh, so getting it done was important. I just think certainly the capital for this year was very important, certainly more valuable than future stuff for our football team. So there were a number of reasons. But that's why, all right? So this becomes 40 days after Rodgers announced that his intention was to play for the Jets in 2023, and that triggered the uh, all the negotiations and everything that came down. So really, really interesting stuff. After the trade, the Jets' odds at Caesars Sportsbook, Aaron, to win the Super Bowl are fourteen to one, while the Packers have now gone to fifty to one. There was other news out there today. San Francisco was apparently, and there's been some denials about this, that they were shopping Trey Lance, their former first round pick. Aaron, in this world where the draft picks aren't paid what they used to be, the first round pick, it, it, a top five quarterback, used to cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of like guaranteed somewhere anywhere from like thirty to fifty million dollars. That's not the case anymore, and that's the reason the Jets are able to move off Zach Wilson this quickly. I mean, that's amazing. They draft Zach Wilson number two in two thousand twenty-one, and and I mean and they're already looking to do this. Jets haven't made the playoffs in 12 years, the longest active drought in the country's four major sports leagues. So, I mean, it is it is really fascinating to look at this story and to kind of try to get a read on where it's all going. Rodgers 39, four-time NFL MVP led them to 11 playoff appearances in one Super Bowl championship in 15 years as the starting quarterback. Aaron, isn't that wild that basically they had two quarterbacks for 31 NFL seasons, the, the Packers did, okay? Two starting quarterbacks for 31 seasons, and they both end up getting traded to the Jets <laughs> at the end of their careers after they either are going to retire or do whatever they're going to do. And now Rodgers going to do the opposite of what, you know, Romo could have played some more with the Cowboys. He gets the huge uh, broadcasting deal, and he decides not to come back. Rodgers could get a broadcasting deal, but the truth is he's a little bit of a weirdo. He's out going to darkness retreats, and he's smoking. What's that stuff, Aaron? I want to call it peyote but what's that stuff called? Uh, the mushrooms or whatever that he does? What, Oaxaca or something? Ayahuasca. Say that again. Ayahuasca. It's Ayahuasca. Got an H, but it's silent, yeah. I believe. Ayahuasca. The man loves to smoke things and then to sit in darkness. Okay, and um, and and so Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that is enormous news today. That has gone down uh, in the NFL, and Aaron, do we think the Jets are going to be a playoff contender? The answer in my mind is yes, absolutely. Especially when I heard Aaron earlier today start going over some of their offensive weapons, and Aaron, they do—they are not without talent on the defensive side of the ball, and let's not forget they have a head coach. Who is a defensive head coach who used to be at San Francisco, highly, highly respected (coughs) defensive coach. Now, Aaron, if I'm somebody, I would I would love somebody's gotta try to give Zach Wilson a chance. I mean, are we just all decided that Zach Wilson is just done as an NFL quarterback? The guy was incredible enough to be taken number two overall in 2021, was great at BYU. Has an unbelievable arm. I mean, I, I think it's unfair that they've questioned whatever, this or that. If I'm some team, I would be lining up to try this kid out. And yet, they've already moved on. I mean, think about that, Aaron. You would prefer a, a 39-year-old quarterback to the guy you drafted number two overall 2021. I mean, what do you do if you're a GM? Do you fire all your scouts? If you're the owner of that team, do you fire your GM? Like, how does a GM survive getting it that wrong? They miss on the number two overall pick. And, and it's like, oh, hey, hey, that's okay. Just go trade for Aaron Rodgers. We won't worry about that. Missing on the number two overall pick. At least Wentz, when he was number two overall, hung around for a few years with the Eagles, and then people kept you know, trying to give him chances whether it be the Colts, whether it be the Commanders. Wentz bounces around. Wilson gets one crack at this thing, and they're already done with him. That's wild. I mean, that is, that is that is one of the craziest things. But that is that is how things are done right now in the NFL. Now, we do have some Rangers baseball for you tonight. We're going to try to get you in there, and we'll try. They're playing so great. I mean, I don't want you to miss too much of this game. All right, because the first pitch, Aaron was just telling me earlier, five forty. So we're going to try to get you in there and uh, and get you going on this Rangers game. But Aaron, I have been promising that we'll do a little bit more on the the Baylor spring game and and hear a little bit from from Coach Aranda. Let's do that next.
2: It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
8: It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports beat Coming up, we'll wrap up a busy weekend in Baylor Athletics. A green and gold weekend that included the green and gold scrimmage for Baylor football, wrapping up spring drills. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports beat. Your springtime experience begins during the Jeep Celebration Event. This month at Alan Samuels in Waco, say big and get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with total values up to $5,500 on both two- and three-row options. Or if that isn't enough, get a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $5,000 in total values. Plus, first responders get an extra $500. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the new custom Jeep of your dreams at Alan Samuels in Waco.
2: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is The Voice, John Morris.
8: And welcome back. It was a busy weekend in Baylor Athletics, including Baylor Women's Golf, finishing second in the Big 12 Championships, which wrapped up yesterday at the Dallas Athletic Club. Now the Baylor Men open play in the Big 12 Championships at Prairie Dunes in Hutchinson, Kansas today. Baylor football wrapped up spring drills on Saturday with their annual green and gold game at McLean Stadium. The offense, the gold team, won over the defense. The green, 38-27, wrapping up not just a successful spring game, but a successful spring on the field and off, says head coach Dave Aranda.
10: That football's way important, but there's so many things that uh, are equally so. And so just attacking it in all phases of off and on the field and in the classroom and all of it, way proud of this group. It's a way young group, but um, you know GPA is way up and looking to compete there and finish really strong. And then you look at the practices and it, they go over they go by so fast. You know when um, there was last year where there'd be things that would just be so long, you know, and now it just goes by like that. And so it's a really good um, it's a good feeling. I thought today had some positive things a lot of the stuff that we have seen i think i hope that you guys are able to see and so there's some there's some building blocks that are kind of uh some that are, that are further up than others others we got we got some work to do but i'm just confident with our approach that um that we can do it and so i guess with that take any questions you guys got
8: that's dave Veranda. following saturday's green and gold game wrapping up spring drills Also from the weekend, Baylor softball dropped three to top-ranked Oklahoma at Gatterman Stadium. They're back in action Wednesday at home hosting Texas State. Baylor baseball won the series finale of their series in Lubbock against Texas Tech, winning the second game of a doubleheader on Saturday, 6-4 the final. Baseball home hosting Tarleton on Tuesday evening. And Baylor Track and Field hosted the Michael Johnson Invitational this weekend at Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium. A successful meet all the way around for the Bears, highlighted by the men's four by four hundred meter relay team winning their specialty in a time of three hundred one fifty-five. And
3: that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris, the source for Baylor athletic news and information. ESPN Central Texas.
9: My house is amazing.
6: Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows. Before the hot weather gets here, call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. Also, they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's right, 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free
1: it's GENCO's 70-year Platinum Auto event. Now's the time to go platinum at GENCO, where we've been saving members money by paying less for their cars, lowering their interest rates, and reducing their payments. Refinance now and receive a rate as low as 5.09% for 48 months. Then skip your payments for 70 days. Apply online and get an additional rate discount of 0.15%. Go platinum. 70 days, no pay platinum. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policy. For more information, go to GENCOFCU.org, member NCUA. The City of Temple
0: presents the 18th annual Bloomin' Temple Festival in historic downtown Temple, Friday and Saturday, April 28th and 29th. Bloomin' will kick off on Friday night with the Cepco and KPA Engineer Stages with Troy Native, Landon Heights, the Chad Cook Band, and closing out the night with Tracy Bird. Saturday night, sing along with Peyton Howie, Waco's own Hooser Brothers, and one of country music's most praised traditional artists, Joe Nichols. Join us for a Bloomin' good time and visit Bloomin'Temple.com for advanced tickets and festival information. You're listening
3: to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
4: How about serving delicious Central Texas style barbecue and all the fixings at your next catering event? Hellberg Barbecue caters all size events, from small birthday parties to large corporate gatherings of over 800 people, and full service weddings, including appetizers, charcuterie tables, and more. And they feature a catering rewards program for repeat customers, including a rebate on additional jobs, plus a rebate on new catering jobs referred to Hellberg. Learn more at hellbergbarbecue.com. I'm Amy Hunter, owner of Jeff Hunter Toyota. As you know, there's a lot of road construction in front of our dealership. Improvements are being made every day. And new Toyotas are arriving every day. All kinds of makes and models with new and exciting features. The Toyota brand is a leader in the automotive world in both popularity and reliability. Stop by and let us prove it to you.
8: Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco Values.
9: Mudfest 2023 is coming to the Riesel Land Club Fairgrounds Friday and Saturday, May fifth and sixth. Some of the fastest mud racers on the planet, mega truck racing, and UTV side by side racing—all sure to impress. Plus, a tough truck contest. It's the McClendon County Mudfest, May fifth and sixth, presented by Alan Samuel's Jeep Round. Gates open at six. Show starts at seven at the Riesel Land Club Fairgrounds. Tickets are twenty dollars for adults, ten dollars for kids five to twelve. Four and under are free. BYOB with a ten dollar cooler. Cans
0: only. Seen is limited. So bring a lawn chair. And special thanks to RDO Equipment. Emerson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Emerson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of Time tractors today at the locally owned and operated Emerson Tractors in Robinson, where service is their name.
1: that is the Matt Mosley show and uh we'll take you up till oh we have to say good night here uh at around uh oh 13 minutes or so because uh it will be time to hear the Texas Rangers and that is uh that's another great story right now I mean what what happened the other night with uh Adolis uh, Garcia uh at I should say, I Aaron, that is, and and you got the game coming up, uh, and uh, Rangers will be in Cincinnati for a three-game set, and uh, again we're about eight minutes from first pitch in that game, but I, I'm just what he did the other night. Uh, people are still talking about his jersey and and everything, Aaron. When they get a replacement jersey, because they were wearing those new. Uh, weird jerseys that they have that are kind of the thro- – I don't know if they're throwback. I don't know what they are. They're kind of honoring Fort Worth and Dallas, everybody but the place that actually houses the team. But it, they're sending that off to Cooperstown because in one game, they won 18-3 to the other night, Aaron, and uh, Adoles, uh put – I mean, he, he he put up eight RBI in the game, had a couple of home runs – just went nuts in that game and i mean he's a phenomenal player right now and 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 i again when they got him there is no way in the world we thought he was gonna was gonna end up being this level of a player rangers now sitting at 14 and 7 now we knew houston was going to get it going at some point and they have they've won four in a row seven and three in the last 10 games and they're even though they lost that series to the Rangers, they've kind of got found their footing and they're two and a half games back. The Angels, who are doing okay, have kind of fallen up, apart lately and um and they are three and a half games back. So but the Rangers sitting there at fourteen and seven is just a lot of fun. And who's going tonight, Aaron? Is Evaldi? Trying to think who is uh who's pitching tonight for them. I was gonna look real quick and see how Cincinnati's doing bad. Uh the uh uh Reds are uh uh we're, we're talking about seven and fifteen, eight and a half games out of first place already. Aaron, that's shocking. Even for me, a long time uh from my childhood, a pirates fan. It's it's really uh, it is Evaldi. Okay, great. It really is weird to see the Pittsburgh Pirates with a 16 seven record, leading the NL Central with a seven game win streak. Aaron, I mean, is this the apocalypse? What's happening? Like, what what's happening in our lives to cause <laughs> such a crazy outcome? And of course, they'll get some. It'll catch up with them. Milwaukee's right there with them. Uh, at 15 and 7 and the cubs aren't that far back cubs are playing okay ball at 12 and 9 uh I, obviously the cardinals and the reds are playing poorly but i just cannot believe that the the Pittsburgh Pirates are leading the division 23 games into the season um and by the way while we're doing this the twins are leading the AL Central with a record of 12 and 10 there nobody's playing great there and then of course Tampa Bay just got off to the unreal start. Now they're on another win streak. They've won five in a row, and they're nineteen and three. Aaron, do you remember that Seattle team that won a million games with Arod and was Edgar Martinez on that team? I'm just trying to think who all was on that team. Uh they won how many games? Did they win Aaron 120 or something. I mean that or maybe 116 games. I just wonder what the Rays could end up doing, and how are the Rays? They're always losing a bunch of players, and then they turn around and are incredible. I don't know how they do it, but it is uh, phenomenal. All right, let's talk spring game a little bit, Aaron. And I, I, I've been I've been saying this, so I do want to hear a little bit from Dave Aranda. I will say this about the quarterbacks: Robertson Sawyer Robertson looks the part. He's tall. He can run. They had a design run where he raced out around the left end, looked great. He can run. He's got a big arm. He put a ball. wish I could remember exactly who that was to. might have been one of the tight ends. Right across the middle. I think it was Cameron. Cameron comes across the middle, and Sawyer Robertson puts a ball on him, and then on one throw on the sideline, it was not a complete pass because he hit him out of bounds. But he's on the run, and I bet he threw it 25 or 30 yards on the run. And, you know, it's like, I'm telling you, we've had some quarterbacks that would have had to heave that thing. And he on the run, it, the arm talent is there. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's, you're going to have to change some things. And he's an air raid guy, and he's an awesome kid. It's going to take a while. I think they're going to announce Aaron is shaping. Have we heard that today yet? I thought we might get a Announcement today. They may use their NIL uh, internet boys or something. I don't know. But uh, the uh Aaron, I, we need to we need to keep our eye on that. I do think we'll get word this week that Blake Shapen is going to be the starter. Shapen looked fine, looked good, looked decisive. Missed on a couple of long balls, but threw one right down the middle on a touchdown. Two. I think it was Dabney right across the middle. Um, and I thought Shapin looked fine. I thought, he, I mean, I really did. I mean, people came away from that thing like I don't know. Sometimes I'll see some of the fans, and again, I'm a fan of the game. I don't. No, I'm not trying to say, oh man, I know all this. I didn't. I'm not a coach, but I do kind of find it interesting sometimes to see some of the stuff out on Twitter. Like, oh no, I was hoping this guy'd play better. Oh, well, the quarterbacks don't look. I mean, it looked fine. I mean, all they were looking for was could they move the team, can they be decisive, can they make good throws, um, are they going to make mistakes? I mean, whoever was deciding on the sacks, you could tell that there's a former defensive coordinator as the head coach of this team because, and I don't know if the officials, I don't know who was making this call, they they had like 17 sacks. And they were calling sacks on plays where the defender was not even close to the quarterback. I think they were so – they were really trying to protect the quarterback, Aaron. And so I I have no clue why they were doing this, but they were giving people sacks when they really weren't even that close to the quarterback. So the sack totals were great, but they were also misleading. And, of course, the defense got – uh points for the sacks. It was some kind of weird scoring system. But overall, it was a fine spring game. I don't think we should overreact that it was great and we shouldn't overreact and say it was bad. It was somewhere kind of in the middle. And so I think it basically confirmed what the coaches thought and I think they felt pretty good about it and they'll have to hit the ground running in the fall. And I think Blake Shapin will be named the starting quarterback. Now I might tomorrow try to get JJ on because he'll have some great thoughts, and he, he I'm sure he took a really close eagle-eyed view of the uh, of the quarterbacks. Aaron, let's hear a little bit of Dave Aranda uh, and and we'll react to this. I'm going to let this go for a minute here. I want to let you uh, hear this is Dave Aranda uh, after the spring game the other day uh, talking about what you know his overall thoughts and then we'll get into hearing what he thought about the quarterbacks.
10: It's good to see you guys. I thought you know spring was um, was good for us. You know, I think in the in the very beginning of um, of winter, really, when guys came back, you know, I've, I've, I've mentioned this before, but you know, just the staff and and. Um, There's new pieces there and um, new guys kind of coming in the team. And so one of the the first really the first meeting was, you know, if you give us half your heart, um, we can show you half our power. If you give us all your heart, we can change your life. And, And I just, you know, I'd look at that like Baylor. Uh, university, uh, Baylor athletics, I think Baylor, you know, the, the, our football team, just the, the whole, you know, with the whole approach that, that football is way important, but there's so many things that, uh, are equally so. And so just attacking it all in all phases of off and on the field and in the classroom and all of it. Way proud of this group. It's a way young group, but, um, you know GPA is way up, and looking to compete there and finish really strong. And then you look at the practices, and it, they go over, they go by so fast. You know when, when um, there was last year, where you know there, there'd be things that would just be so long, you know. And now they just goes by like that. And so it's a really good, um, it's a good feeling. I thought today had some positive things. A lot of the stuff that we have seen, I think, I hope that you guys are able to see. And so there's some, there's some building blocks that are kind of uh, some that are, that are further up than others. Others we got, we got some work to do, but I'm just confident with our approach that, uh, that we can do it. And so I guess with that, take any questions you guys got. Dave, what would you see from both Blake and Sawyer today and throughout the spring? And do you expect to make a decision in, uh, now or in the fall? So appreciate that. Yeah. So with with Blake I saw like a real calm today and a command and um um was way centered on just you know, something good happened, something bad happened. I didn't see him phased at all. And um I saw him step up in the pocket when there's pressure. I didn't really see like happy feet and things and so um saw some good throws, you know, from uh, hash to opposite sideline, so was really pleased with him. And then, you know, Sawyer has kind of been becoming all the way through, you know, from the beginning of, you know, getting a play and the read mixed up with a um, an air raid play. You know, we read it from the right, and he used to read it that play from the left, and just all of those things from the beginning to where it is now, you know. We had forty second clock there, and so his command and getting guys lined up and where dudes were I thought was really, really good. I think you know he 's only continue only going to continue to get better. And it was cool to see r j man he had some um, some magic tricks out there with some of the pressure that he was getting and um, you know he 's way cool calm collected under under some um you know, under some pressure, too. And so the, the idea is, is to kind of huddle up with offensive guys. And I think we're ready to make to, to make a choice, but I want to make sure that they're ready. And so we're, we're aiming to do that when we get back in the week.
1: All right. Uh, there he was, uh, Dave Aranda, after the spring game the other day. And I like that shaping, not the happy feet. Um, nothing fazed him. Thought he looked in control. Uh, I, I love the magic tricks RJ Martinez I think they really like him so the room at least has a few people in it now I think the people you know talented folks um, I you know they're gonna have to get Sawyer Robertson up to speed i do I think he could be effective if called upon yes I do is it hard to be in a in an air raid type environment and learn that and try to get ready for that the, the great Mike leach offense and then come to Jeff Grimes' offense, yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy, but that doesn't mean they can't lean into some things he does extremely well. I mean, there's some air raid. It's not like Grimes is unfamiliar with the air raid. I mean, some of his coaching, all where he's been, some of the paths that he's been down and some of the coaches he's known, I promise you, he knows that stuff. They would know how to play to saw your strengths. Uh, which may be a little more. I think he's so big and everything. Sometimes you think, oh, okay, he's not as athletic. He is athletic. Both guys are athletic. I, there, you could make the argument. Sawyer may be a little bit better runner than even Blake. Blake's a, Blake's a former baseball player. Uh, plays both sports, obviously not now, but he did, and got some great arm angle, unbelievable arm talent. I mean, they just do big. They just do different things and they're both really really talented. And I think the thought is that Blake could really take a huge step this year. So all the people who got mad at him last year, I get it, and I was never mad at anybody who said stuff, but I kept being one who said, "Hey, this is this is okay. This is he could end up being really good." And I still think that's the case. Now, we do have a schedule update that Baylor has posted on Twitter. Uh, and this, has, this is to do with tomorrow, that uh, Tarleton baseball, uh, and the Bears will be playing at home. Tarleton's coming in for a Tuesday game, and that game has been moved up to a 3 p.m. first pitch. 3 p.m. first pitch. So that's going to impact the John Morris show, and it'll impact the Matt Mosley show. And we don't know exactly how long that game will go but um you know there's a pregame there's a postgame so we'll just keep you posted I'll either be on it whatever 5 5:30 or I won't I mean we'll all we'll all be able to to go on with our lives one way or the other but uh we'll we'll keep you posted on that but it could be some baseball tomorrow now speaking of baseball the first place Texas Rangers have just started in Cincinnati and um after a quick break, we'll take you right out to that game. So we'll have to say goodnight now. Aaron, tremendous job by you today. Uh, appreciate that. And over the weekend with a lot of moving parts, softball went to a doubleheader. Baseball became a doubleheader. So a, a Sunday became a sleepy day because Saturday became extremely busy. And uh, we had a lot of moving parts, but because we have – what, eight or nine radio stations were able to accommodate folks on this. So appreciate PlayFly, all the gang there. Appreciate, uh, uh, you know, everybody, uh, uh, you know, JMO, the whole crew, as we we continue to roll through here with all our adjustments. Now, Aaron, uh, have a tremendous evening. And all our folks, we'll see you hopefully sometime tomorrow afternoon. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. (laughs) This is the Modern Media Big 12 Buzz, a daily
3: look inside Big 12 Athletics. Here now is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody,
8: it's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, we'll check on Big 12 Conference Baseball coming out of a wild weekend
1: around the league that included West Virginia sweeping TCU in Morgantown.